Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by Bibi Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome everybody back to this week's episode of Earth School. We're delighted that you are joining us and we're continuing on through different phases that we've popped in and out to throughout different episodes and it's about how to sort of really hold ourselves in spaces of transition, of change, of where we're one foot in one world and another foot trying to step into another one and all those little murky places that I know a lot of people are finding and feeling themselves in at this well, probably this last couple of years that way. So it's just to give you a space of some little nuggets, hopefully of gold, of how you can maybe sink a little bit more into it and really hold yourself in it too. So Bibi, mm. you're very welcome, my dear. Thank you. Good to be back. Mm. Transitions, holding mm-hmm. yourself in transitions. How does that speak to you? And how do you feel about transitions? I'm not a fan of them, (laughs) (laughs) but that seemed to have never kept life from bringing them on like every human being, you know, um, I've, I'm better on the, on the far side of transitioning, you know, and that's like even from, I hate packing for holidays, although now I probably would be delighted at this stage, (laughs) you know, but usually, you know, that, that just, that transitioning, I love traveling. I love being on the other side. Um, but until you get there, I find that really, really challenging. Um, so yeah, I had to do a lot of um, reconciliation, a lot of learning um, on that end. Um, what about you? Yeah, I'd love to say, you know, oh, I'm deadly with them. Um, I'm a hell of a lot better than I used to be. Mm-hmm. I used mm-hmm. to hate them. Any any form of change, I detested it. I can remember that when I was young, like detested it. Um, and over probably the last really 13 years I've been on this journey, like of delving into myself and life in general like that. Um, my relationship, I like to see it as a relationship. My relationship with mm-hmm. transitions has grown and evolved. Doesn't mean I always like it when it knocks on my door, especially when I haven't invited it mm-hmm. in, which is when all good transitions come. But I've also learned to trust them a lot more as well probably do you know like mm. and i want to use the word surrender but sometimes you have to be dragged into that surrendering but i've learned to trust them and know that okay maybe there's something i'm not seeing and it's knocking on my door as an invitation into something or to see another part of myself like mm. Mm. and you can trust them and still not like them yeah That's also okay <laughs> but for me it's i actually like i like change um I like that unfolding of life when it runs through me, you know, changing into a new expression, into a new form. The change, I like the transition part that comes, that links the old self to the new self. Mm. That's the part that I really don't, you know, I enjoy holidays. I enjoy traveling, but the packing the bags to get to the airport Mm. that once I'm at the airport, and I feel that's just such as, you know, analogy for me for life. Once I'm at the airport, I'm fine. I love every minute. I even love a good long haul flight. <laughs> I don't mind connecting flights, but it's the the packing up part that leading into the transition where you're not, you you're still in your everyday 
you know, work life or whatever life it is. And the other part of your brain has to already anticipate and think about what's the weather going to be like, wherever I'm going, what, what the circumstance, and I'm still talking an analogy here, you know, it's that straddling part mm -hmm. in life where you, you know, the old self is kind of coming to an end or certain ways of doing life in the old way it's coming to an end. And you can only sort of vaguely look into the fog and look like, I think that's what's coming on the other end, but you don't know, you know, and, and that transition, I find that really challenging. And um, what I really had to learn is how to hold myself kindly mm -hmm. in that, you know, respectfully and kindly. And it was actually surprisingly hard over the, over the years, you know, because you think, you know, you, you practice yoga and you teach yoga and surely that shouldn't be the biggest thing. But when I start, and I didn't realize at first how unkindly or disrespectful I held myself in those transitions. It was only like when they obviously kept coming and kept coming in the bigger ways, mm -hmm. um, where I just started to notice certain patterns of like, why is it that I don't like this transition part? And for most part, it was because my inner narration was so different how I spoke to myself during those transitions was quite different to how I spoke to myself in any other time of life so now looking at that like of course I didn't like transition because like you know you just got the hellfire from yourself at yourself and no choice outwards you know so learning to to be kinder to myself and have a different internal you know self-talk I suppose mm. um ha I, I still don't love love transitions <laughs> But they have become a lot more um, doable in that mm -hmm. way. You know, they don't feel as aggressive, internally aggressive. Like literally there were times where I felt like all of my internal cells were bathed in, in acid, you know. Um, and that's not necessarily the case anymore. It doesn't mean I have necessarily more clarity in those times. And I don't think like transitions are necessarily there to have clarity. But I'm not sitting in an acid bath anymore. And I think that has been a huge, when we talk about healing journey, growth, like being able to hold, because transitions will keep coming, but to be able to hold yourselves in those times in a, in a kind of space, I think is really key. Mm -hmm. I think it's like, you know, we go through all types and kinds of transitions, like, and some of them we do know what we're stepping into. So it's a very different space to be in versus the transitions where you haven't a clue what's actually calling you forth like mm. do you know like so they're they're different energetic containers i see them as like because if you have an idea even though there may be uncertainty i know i'm starting a new job i'm stepping into that or i'm looking for jobs in this area or you know i'm looking to express this quality of my leadership in the corporate world and all like i'm looking for a specific job is very different than when you're going okay i, I know i need to get out of this but i don't know where i'm going to set mm. my sail to like you know, one will already affect the whole nervous system very differently, even though there's still uncertainty with the, will I get the right job? Will I, you know, will I have to go through the interview process? Will it be this? Will it be that? But there's still a little tinge of, I know where I'm putting my trajectory towards, like, versus mm -hmm. the ones that are, like, wide open going, I don't even know where to place my feet at the minute. Like, mm -hmm. do you know, like, and I think they're different spaces and we react differently in them and we need different things in them too, like, that way like so the space for me where you have like you're chatting about the holiday and packing and all there like and I'm like oh I love that I, I love pulling everything out of the Do boxes <laughs> and the summer stuff and all there like you know and pulling it out because already I'm feeling you know I, I'm really feeling the pull towards where I'm going to me it doesn't matter like yeah okay it'd be great if it's sunny and all there like but I'll live with like live without that mm. I really have an idea of what I'm stepping into so all of that I love because it to me it's like I'm bold in that energy 
do you know so it's, it's funny mm-hmm. like yeah because i'm like oh yeah i love that there like and then the plane part i just kind of try and sleep most of that there like you know and then it's the get there like and then i'm, I'm already settled because i'm already being sitting in that mm-hmm. energy is the way i feel it like but then when it's the unknown space it's like the remembering just like it like if it a deeply unknown space and there's transitions happening at all different levels it's the remembering definitely of the kindness but also okay just one foot in front of the other and even if mm-hmm. that's just a little toe in front of the first foot that's brilliant like do you know like and to let go sometimes of having to know to know what's coming as well like or to know what I'm stepping into and allow myself okay what's in my environment that's informing me at this minute that maybe I can pay attention to and maybe it's just to pause, maybe it's to rest, maybe it is to go explore a different avenue, just to try it. Do you mm. know, like, because I think um, sometimes then when we're in those spaces of transitions, we're trying to get it right. <laughs> and you can't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta let go of getting it right. <laughs> Do you know, like, mm. there's this part, like, you know, because obviously I maybe think, depending on the way my brain works, I've done something wrong that I've ended up in this space. Yes. Uh-huh. Do you know, like, and it's, it's, probably that linear thinking and the way we think life should progress in that A, B, C, D, E, F, G stage. Like, but it's like allowing that place of you didn't do it wrong, like because everything that you've learned to this space, everything you've experienced, you'll carry forward with you, but maybe just in a different expression, a different way. Like, hmm. I think that's really important, like a longing for something new or even an external invitation to, you know, moving on does not negate the validity of your past. Mm. And I think th- that's where we can sometimes go in our brain mm. and our hearts, right? It's like, oh my God, look, I must have messed up beforehand. And I think this becomes obvious, especially around relationships. I think somehow culturally, I think when we move from one job to another, it doesn't happen, I think, as often because it's more like the approved linear growth, mm. right? You The growth trajectory, you getting into a higher position or a more interesting company or whatever it is. Somehow we don't look back and go like, oh my God, like I ruined my life the last five years, although that can be part of it. But I think relationships oftentimes trigger that more. You know, I hear that more in relationships where, where the marriages or friendships, when, when they come to an end, that we question the validity of the entire relationship. And in some circumstances, that may be the case, you know, but mostly, mostly we went into a relationship, into a marriage, a friendship, because, you know, something lit up inside of us when we were around that other person. There there was some some joy, there was some excitement, there was, there was something, you know, um, and to not forget that, I mm. think that's really important because if we if we let go of that, if we judge ourselves for that, or if we undermine ourselves when we look back, how f- it's actually more difficult to move forward because you bring that doubt with you. You know, you mm. go, okay, I was shit in my last relationship. Like I'm so bad at getting getting the right partner, whatever. Like that subconscious, uh, unconsciously kind of drives your your choices when you look forward. How free you are in meeting a new person, a new friend. So I think th- that's mm. really important when you are in that that middle space. You know, and we talked about this so much about you know, that the graduation energy, that energy of, you know, celebrating what mm-hmm. came before and acknowledging that at some point, you know, whatever we're releasing now and we don't need to bring forward anymore at some point was actually helpful to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
we've received mm. from it, like we've grown mm. through it. We've either mm. up-leveled our knowledge or communication skills or relationship skills or interaction skills or presentation skills or whatever it may be, or teaching skills or practice skills. You know, something has evolved here in it. Like, mm. but what we do then is we sort of cut off our nose despite our face, like, and, mm. and then decide that, well, if I made that now, then it puts so much pressure on the next thing to be right. Or the brain goes, well, no, you'll just mess this up again. Like, or there's mm. it's so much more loaded almost. Do you know, like that? It has to be better, right? Yeah. It's that, but the better brings us back into that linear growth. Whereas what I'm trying to remind myself when we're in transition or when we're in that trajectory, we don't grow linearly. Mm. So, you know, a different job, that, that, that pressure that a new job has to get you more money, has to get you more prestige, has to get you more fill-in, whatever it is for you, keeps you from maybe taking a job that brings you a level of fulfillment mm. because it's in a totally different field. So instead of thinking straight ahead, what's the obvious next step is like, and I think that's a real challenge that, that we swim in as a society as well. You know, like the linear growth is still very much the young way of, mm. you know, the, the masculine way in all of us of growing. It's the change we probably like a little bit more. And I always wonder, do we actually like it? Because it's easier Do we like it because we're just used to it, you know, that that's how we grow. We define there has to be a more, more money, more mm. prestige, more, more responsibility, more power, whatever it is. But to me, the yin way, the feminine way of growing is the growth that doesn't seem to make any sense to the outside. It's when you, you know, leave like one job in the corporate world and start going to the art or the holistic world or, you know, or the other way around, you mm -hmm. know, you know, I was a school teacher my entire life. And all of a sudden, you know, what I really feel like I want to enter banking for whatever reason, you know, like these cross growing opportunities to me are are way more yin in that way feminine and and i think on a on a societal level we're still you know obviously is grappling with those ideas and but i think every single one of us that allows that to come in allow ourselves to be in the confusion is like you know helps all of us as a society to grow more and more into a healthy balance between mm. the yin and the yang sometimes we need linear growth sometimes we need to mm. know where we're going sometimes we do know where we're going and that comes with its own set of circumstances of what we need to release. And sometimes we don't, but that doesn't make us worse mm. or bad at transitioning. It's just a different kind of transition that we don't often speak as much, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's one we're not like, like I remember like growing up and even in my 20s and possibly even in my 30s, like that way for the first part of it, there was no real reflection of that in society there's far more of it now mm. but also like how old is the internet I don't think that was there when I started my business like do you know like so we don't have access to role models off that there like there's far more now like if you're willing to sort of look for it or if you follow certain directions depending on what you're interested in like but to me it's like also a part of it too is like I remember when I started in this path it was all like you know oh my god I got hit by you know the lightning almost not physically you know but by divine and I you know lay on the floor and ask for help and God appeared to me and gave me all the answers and I'm, I was saying going yeah no no that's not how I did it like do you know like and there's then if that's the only model we're seeing we're like well why the hell am I not getting that divine inspiration of this is my whole life's trajectory and then I could just align myself with that versus mine's just a trial and error everything going along the way and find my own mm. direction and it like do you know like and that's the people I love listening to as those who 
have navigated so many different parts of life because yes you had that divine moment of inspiration but I really want to know about I want to know about like what was shit was hitting the fan like do you know what parts for yourself were you meeting what parts were like turning two fingers up to whatever you believe in like what part was dragging its heels along the ground what part actually helped them to surrender that there what resources did you use to support yourself mm. that allowed you and then what have you learned and how does that continue to maybe make it easier and different like do you know to me that's the thing I love getting my teeth into and then I love seeing people who've you know had the sort of the, in a sense the bigger life and then decide actually I want a smaller and when I say smaller I don't mean smaller as in or what our brains will think but as in they've redefined what success means to them like they've redefined what a satisfying life means to them and I love watching those trajectories like because they're total pendulum swings like and it shows us what's possible like and it doesn't always happen in the blink of an eye like because a lot of time they've been tipping and moving that direction over a period of time like and I think that helps a lot of people to realize okay I don't need to be an overnight whatever that if I keep tipping away just like if I'm carving something I don't see the full thing in one stroke like if I'm painting something somebody could have I've watched an artist recently and they have about 10 layers of paint like and they've had beautiful things between each layer and you're like oh my god they've just covered that up and then you realize that's the whole story of the painting like and you're like wow that's life like we should create it and then if we're looking at going actually it needs this that we just allow ourselves to add that flavor to it mm, i think role models like that are so important because when we transition like there is that aspect of vulnerability to it mm. you know um vulnerability in a practical level in terms of if we're stripping away you know i'm such and such wife because i'm going through a separation you know it might affect even your name change mm. or if we're stripping away an old job um i remember as well when i transitioned out of the corporate world into the yoga world <laughs> So I was in a yoga teacher. I think I mentioned that before in a podcast. For years, I had to, I kind of said, internally, I had to say, <laughs> I'm a yoga teacher, but I used to work in marketing. <laughs> and that was still my tie, my tie to the masculinity or my tie to the linear growth. And also I'm part of like, I thought I was like, I had to say that because of my parents, you know, like they didn't really care what I was doing. They were like late on, I found out they just wanted me to be happy. But I thought at the time, it's like, oh my God, I studied and I threw it all away. And, you know, um, and this whole association. So even though I transitioned over into this, I felt so vulnerable of just saying, I'm a, you know, just like straight out, I'm a yoga teacher. Like your what you identify with, sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes it shifts very quickly, but it can need a little bit of time. And especially if you go through transitions where you don't know what you're shifting into, mm -hmm. there's no new identity to grow into, but you know the old one is going. That's very a, a very vulnerable time. And I think that's the time when we're talking about how to hold ourselves in that space, to add pressure to mm -hmm. that. And that inner language of like, figure it out. What do you want? Come on. And then also to take in, that type of language from the world around us whether it's through what we read or motivational speakers or you know that can be really hard because we're so vulnerable and it's in those situations it's not that obvious it's not as obvious mm -hmm. as just follow your heart because your heart at that point is confused and that's part of the growth process so having i think role models the way you described mm -hmm. them where the trajectory isn't as obvious can be really really helpful to hold ourselves in that kind of space because you go like 
yeah, it took that painter 10 layers to figure out how he wants this. This painting could have gone out probably beforehand and still Mm -hmm. be beautiful. But the way he wanted or she wanted that expression needed those loads of layers. And sometimes in transition, it is that sometimes you're trying on three different Mm -hmm. jobs or five other relationships and you're like... (sighs) None of them are really what I'm looking for. And in the process, there's a clarification of what you actually want. Mm. And I think when we're in that type of growth, again, putting the pressure on what is that you want and, you know, is not helpful. And I think what we can do for each other is to recognize in each other when it's that kind of change, you know, to not put that pressure on a friend and go like over coffee. It's like, come on, like, let me fix your life. It's like, what is it that you actually want? Truly, what was it that you did as a child? You know, what was it? They can be really powerful questions at other times. Mm. But there are, I think, transitions in life where those those questions can do more harm than good because they they make us feel even less worthy and more of a failure. Because not only did I fail at my last job or relationship, now I'm also really bad at transitioning because I don't know where the fuck I'm going. Yeah. You know. So I think having people like that, that have a positive sort of connotation or relationship to that, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm just putting one foot in front of the other. And we see them having come out at the other end, maybe in a way that they didn't anticipate it, I think that can be just so healing. Mm. That's just so eye-opening to me. That is, in times of when I'm thinking of going through, remember in times where I went through like that, and I could think of someone in in that image. It just opened my horizon. It gave me so much more compassion to myself and space and patience. And as a result, the transition actually turned out to be bigger. Whereas if I had knuckled in in those situations, What is it really you want? What are you passionate about? They're a great question. They help me a lot of times. But if I had leaned into those, I think my horizon would have really narrowed and what would have come out possibly wouldn't have had the depth mm. or the the width of what it actually did have in the end. Yeah, Because it'll possibly, not all time, it'll mm. be very close to what you've already stepped out of because you're, <laughs> you're not allowing that capacity for the expansion or the thinking or having a different perspective or a different view of everything. And you maybe haven't given that little bit of space, do you know, like just for things to change within you of how you see yourself and the fears that may be coming up, the limiting beliefs that can be coming up. So it'll be very close. It just might be a color, one color change in the whole shebang, like where else what really spirit or yourself or a part of you was looking for was a whole, like you maybe five color changes or a whole shift in direction or just like a different trajectory. Like, do you know, like, so to me, it's like, it's like a giving ourselves permission to, to really allow ourselves to change, to give ourselves permission to not have the answers to it. Mm-hmm. And like, as I shared in a newsletter recently, and actually take, go to anybody who asked you, you know, like, w- what are you do, going to do now next? And where are you going? What do you think you will be doing? I don't know. And to mm. let that be the full question. And even to yourself when you're going, where the hell am I going to be this time next year? What will I do in a month's time? And do you like go, I, I don't know yet, like, but it's yet. Do you know, mm-hmm. like, it's not that I don't know and I'll never know, but I have to give space for the answers to come towards me or for me to to reveal them in myself or for me to grow into that. Because that's what I see it as. You're growing into yourself, mm. but you just don't know that part yet, like. Do you know, and that's why we ask that question, you know, like, what did you enjoy as a child? And for most people, that petrifies the life out of them, like, because they're like, Lego, what the heck does that have to do with my career? Like, because they only see it as, you know, what was I doing versus, you know, maybe where did I get the enjoyment? Like, 
So to mm-hmm. me, it's that allowing that that space for the ripening of yourself, like, but to really give yourself that permission to not know straight away, like, the answers, like, and mm-hmm. to share that with other people. Like, I was, I was home, I think it was like two weeks ago, and um, they were chatting about a certain period, like a certain year or not, or something had happened. Like, and I was, I went, oh yeah, that was, that was my second year out. And the whole, whole lot of them just busted out laughing. Like, and I was like, yeah, cause like nobody really knows this, this, cause I don't really, it's not really part of my story. Like, but I took two years out at two different times from college. Like, do you know, like, and that could be seen as a massive failure. Like, but I was like, I followed my instinct, like, and I was like, yeah, landed in the first place. I went, this really isn't for me. Landed in a second place at a different stage. I went, this really isn't for me. And totally shifted, like, do you know, like, and to me, it's, that's part of what makes me me, like, is that I'm willing to go into something and go, actually, not my whole body's going to get out. And a lot of the time I will get out and other times I haven't. And I've le- learned the hard way through those that way, like, but it's, you know, to me, like they're all learnings, they're all experiences, and then they're fun stories to tell. Then once you're over the pain and the shame and the guilt and all that comes with that, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's just so funny. Like there is no, there's no appropriate amount of time a transition should no. take, or inappropriate amount. You know, it's like the length of something is also where we. I think that's a good thing where we can look into as well. You know, because we all have like. That's an acceptable amount. Like I'm <laughs> accepting if it takes, you know, over the summer <laughs> when nobody's taking yoga classes, I'm okay to have like a six week sort of window to rebrand and reshift. And and that can happen. And like I've lived those as well. And then there is like the, the year and a half turnaround where you go, yeah, still, still, still not, still not mm-hmm. there a hundred percent and no amount of, you know, coaches or or mentors or they're all important and healers and that's all part important part of the the question you know it's all the the process um but yeah it 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 sometimes can surprise us how long how long it takes and sometimes you know what sometimes it can spit you back out at where you started and nothing on the outside Mm. looks that different but who you are who you've become and who you've grown into in that whole lengthy time of process um is so different. I was talking to Jody yesterday and said, like, you know, even if I go back to teaching physical yoga practices in person at some point, the way I teach, I don't know how much that would even resemble mm. how I was teaching beforehand. And the level of compassion that's there is just like so much has shifted in that time, you know. Mm. So even if I was to go back and teach the exact same classes and the same studios in the same time slots, how and what I would teach, even if the sequences were the same, but energetically, mm. I would hold a totally different ground on that. And that means not that anything was bad beforehand. Mm. So sometimes transition can be that too. They can send you way out world. You explore a whole different range of of modalities and you might go. Sometimes that also helps to, um, I think, up earth pref- preferences. Mm. You know, sometimes sometimes the whole process is about, you know, you know, if you have five relationships down the road, you know, it helps you to understand that. I was talking to a friend about this recently. She's like, you know what, when I went into that relationship, she's not together with the guy anymore. Um, when I went into that relationship 12 years ago, she's like, I was actually not aware of my own needs the way I am aware of them now. 
and she's at a place now where she's totally at peace with him and that relationship and she like honors the um what came from that relationship but she's also like she she owns a part of like that could have never went a different way because I did not mm. know what my needs were I did not know how to express them so you know she could be with the same guy meeting him again but understanding her needs in a different place um could make the relationship work in a totally different way so I guess uh, transitions can be complicated in that way because there are no that you know there is no roadmap mm. as such there is no where do my where do I put my foot what's the right thing to do so again it's they are an invitation into your feeling body into your intuition body what feels right to me right now what do I feel I have the capacity mm. to do right now like what are the conversations I can have with myself and with others and what are the conversations I just right now can't have and to sort of those transitions where it's it's I don't want to say just growth into the next because like growing into the next obvious step can also be really difficult but if it's one of those confusing transitions where you feel you turn around and spin around um just again to just like drop into a level of more patience kindness and and just sort of trusting what the process tickles out in you, you know, um, in terms of a deeper level of understanding yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you come out with that, that that's that's a beautiful gift. It doesn't necessarily feel like that while while you're while you're in it. But it's, it's you know, we said it a few years ago. We started to when when society, like you know, in society, became a bit more accepted. Talk about mental health. We've like thankfully shifted a big big way on that. But it's okay to not be okay. Mm. And to me, that's also in transition. It's okay to be confused, and it's okay to be confused a year later. You know, like you're not missing your dharma. You're not falling off your purpose. You're not a bad girl, a bad boy. You're not missing your your point of being human. We have these lives that are hopefully spanning a good few decades. And if you're 80, 90, 100, 120 years on, on this planet, logically, if you think about it, there have to be parts of that journey where you're completely disillusioned mm. or like directionless, where you also have no energy. And if you think of the span of, I mean, I don't really like to always go like, oh, 80, 90, 120 years, because, you know, sometimes we don't. But in this consideration, sometimes we're in such a rush that we're like, you know, just if we can slow down a little bit and allow ourselves that that downtime, you know, we can make up for whatever we feel we've lost when we actually, when our feet hit the ground again. But two years, even which feels crazy long when you're in that transition is nothing if you, you know, even if you look two years later back, like those two years, they feel mm. like different, you know? So I think if we can help each other step into that, I think we're doing ourselves and each other a huge service and also society. If mm. you want to shift out of this perpetuating sense of more and faster and bigger is better, um, we need to acknowledge and give ourselves permission to be in these transitions. And just when somebody goes like, what are you up to? Just shrug the shoulders. I'm like, I have no clue. You know, but where are you going? I don't know. How long do you think it's going to take? I don't know. Yeah, but what are you going to name it? Um, I don't know. I just wake up, feed myself, try to not lose my mind, go to bed and do the same mm. thing again, uh, you know? And I think as a last point, what what's also in there for us individually and all of us to gain is a different level of self-worth and self-love that is not tied to any specific mm. expression. You know, I like myself because seemingly my yoga classes resonate with people. Okay. I like myself because I think my mom and dad 
really resonate with how I show up and well hmm, interesting I like myself because you know my partner thinks I'm such and such interesting so when those things are shifting those labels are being pulled off we have actually an opportunity to connect to who we really are not just a daughter of not the partner of not this is my profession and that mm -hmm. to me is actually the sacred journey that is the yogi journey that's the divine journey and to come back into ourselves who the hell am I you know without all of those labels so these are the big questions in life that, you know, if we're willing, we can not necessarily have an answer for, but, but can ask when we're in those transitions. And I think these are also the questions that shift us collectively. Mm. When we talk about what society do we want, where do we want to find that balance between the yin and the yang, the masculine, the feminine expression, how do we can come into a way of communicating on all levels energetically that, you know, that we are all can breathe a little bit more, not feeling constantly like, I don't know, like the life's been sucked out of us and we turn into like little raisins. So if you want to create a life that's that's serving more of us more of the time, I think these are the questions that are really important that we ask ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that we have conversation with friends about it as well. You know? Well, I think, I think that's one of the important things is that we actually hear and see other people who go through them. Do you know, like... We don't talk about the transitions. We talk mm -hmm. about when we're at the other end of it. Like, and I feel deadly and look at this new website or look at this new offer or look at this new relationship or look at this new house or whatever it is. None of us really show or we, we there's a sort of a trend for showing it just for the platitudes like, but we don't really show it like, do you know, it's not about showing mm -hmm. it on Instagram and all there like, but people, they sit with a friend when they're asking, going, look, I don't really know what's going on. This is a space I'm in and can I like, can you stop asking those questions? Because they like really frustrate me. Like, do you know? Like, mm. I don't, I don't have answers, and I'm probably not going to have them when I know. I'll let you know. Like, mm. do you know? Like, so to mm. me, it is a space where we're totally, really getting some of the spaces of transitions depend on which level you're in of it. Like, but to me, it's where you're really getting in touch with deeper aspects of yourself, like how you want to be in the world, that expression of you in it, and then definitely all of the identity shifts which are terrifying to let go of those labels that we have wrapped ourselves and cuddled ourselves in, and we have worked for possibly too like mm -hmm. do you know like and they become so and paid for yeah i mean like if you go studying there's a huge amount of money of time, time that you invest into that time energy life force you've given up all our things to oh. do that there like so of course you're going to hold on to it for dear life or throw a tantrum because you feel it's already going like because you're going but I invested so much of myself in that there mm. and to me it's like the if I just let go of that label of that identity it doesn't mean that everything else has to go with it mm -hmm. but it's just that label do you know like and everything else can keep informing my life everything I've studied learned experienced teach share can still inform life and maybe it's just not that label that's on it in a sense or maybe by letting go of that label I actually really free myself to be myself because sometimes those labels we've placed on ourselves are actually constricting you know who we are like so if I'm the people pleaser letting go of that or the martyr letting go of that means then okay like well who am I what am I and then it means I'm allowed to say no it means I'm allowed to go my worth isn't based on what I produce my worth isn't based on if I have full classes if I get to be a CEO or whatever it might be do you know the targets that we've set for ourselves that we're really going like I'm inher inherently worthy full stop end of story and I can live a good life by doing maybe what I enjoy doing what brings me 
what lights me up or just what brings me peace in my life like do you know like but that we're getting to decide it for ourselves as well is what I think a lot of transitions are is that we're deciding maybe our own trajectory because mm. a lot of times we're maybe on trains that we've chosen at a certain stage that just don't belong to us anymore like and that we have different needs different values different ways of wanting to live our lives and maybe the one the train that we're on just doesn't align with that and no matter how much I might try and fix it into it just so I don't have to make a transition it'll just get tighter like because it'll never be that there like do you know like just like some people going back into work now like you know might be going back into their nine to fives where else 12 to 3 and 79 might have worked brilliantly at home like do like and it might never fit into that there unless those who you work for allow that to take place like or these can come to an arrangement around it like so we're sometimes trying to fit ourselves into little square pegs that we just don't fit into like um Mm. I was going to ask you actually what kind of resources, so if somebody's going to hold themselves in a space of transition, or I'll, I'll share first because you're looking at me going, she's asking questions again. <laughs> Little, because we sort of are saying about- questions, <laughs> but they always ask for a deeper level of reflection. <laughs> to hold ourselves in that space of transitions, mm. sort of what comes to mind as the things that can, and we've mentioned a lot of them in, in, in talking, like, so for me, it would be resources. What resources do I, I need? And for me, a lot of the resources when I'm in this, these spaces of shifting, changing and all will maybe come from, you know, looking at people I admire or people who maybe embody a certain quality I'd like. And sometimes it just comes from working with archetypes. But then it's like, what are the qualities that are looking to me be that I keep looking going, God, I'd love that passion or I'd love that creativity or I just love that stillness or whatever it is that I start maybe embodying that just feeling what it feels like in my body so that's sort of to me of how I look at some of the resources um, and we mentioned the kindness I think is like big spoonfuls big 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 spoonfuls daily of kindness to yourself and even with those that you share your life with reminding them like this is a very tender space like so, you know, and sometimes it involves that conversation with our partners of going like, you know, I'm one foot in this world, one foot on the other. And yeah, I can stay in this other world for now, but do know that I am stepping out of this. So, and mm-hmm. it comes down to sometimes to the practicalities of if I'm going to do that, what do I need? So I'm stepping off feeling safe. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, because what gets activated is our nervous system, like, and we're trying to maybe leap or jump before we feel safe in our bodies or in ourselves. So it can involve just the daily practical stuff of, okay, we need this much money to do that there and I need this here. You know, the mundane stuff sometimes needs tending to as well, I think, like, and then just a really space of deep listening to yourself, like, and honouring that and and really listening. Like, there's a listening and I'm listening, but I'm not really going to take on board what I'm hearing from myself. I'll just go do something else. (laughs) Do you know, so to me, it's that space of, you know, can I really listen to what I need in this moment? Like, even though my head might be churning out, you should now log on and look at the jobs, Daddy. You should now, you know, go sign on to one of those dating apps. You should now do whatever. Like, that if the body's going, yeah, not yet, that we really listen to that. What about you, mm. BB? Um, there's, there's, there's loads 
and that I've drawn from at different times for different reasons, but to make it sort of like easy, maybe the sort of two categories I'm thinking of. So one is the basic survival category. Mm-hmm. So that means extra attention to what I eat, how mm-hmm. I eat, when I eat. Um, for me, it means eating, um, also not listening to podcasts. And also for me, for example, listening to like not as in like a lot of news you know i would not for example read newspaper news in a way like anything half an hour before i eat because i personally know i've learned in my body digesting and digesting what i digest thoughts or what i digest food they're connected so if there's something that i see out in the world that stimulates my nervous system that takes more time to digest my digestive fire to you know process food is literally diminished so um I would make actually a family habit out of this that on the dinner table, we actually talk only about positive, like we don't, you know, we we talk deep shit in our relationship Mm -hmm. all the time, but when it comes to food and while we're cooking, that does not get discussed. Um, I think there's an old um, Buddhist monk practice, right? It's like the most senior monks get to prepare the food because they they're able to hold mm. a certain frequency in, the, in their mind when they're preparing the food and that level of love or compassion goes literally into the food that's their way of thinking and we have adopted some of that in, in in those ways but come back to that category of survival so feeding yourself n- sleeping and figuring out the things that do you good which are for me different things at different times um baths are crazy good mm-hmm. so it can be something very simple um sometimes going for physical like runs or physical movement can be really good i've noticed in the current transition i'm in no intensity in physical movement I like it does not support me right now but i've been through plenty of transitions where that was needed um so think about sort of what keeps you alive literally day by day um mm-hmm. and that is that's where I actually learn personally a level of self-love as through those those simple daily things, how I schedule meetings, how, you know, when to answer emails or when not to answer emails as some of you didn't get a response back for two weeks. And yes, I didn't put a auto response in. Um, I realized that afterwards and then it's just like, just let it go. I'm not going to go back and do that. But it's just in, in intense times that just had to happen. Self-preservation. The other category for me that I'm thinking apart from survival is then playfulness and curiosity. And that involves whether chatting to friends that I know, they they always sort of keep my mind open or they, they stimulate my way of thinking. That also means looking at, you know, people that I admire or reading books from certain authors. Um, it used to involve a lot more traveling. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized lately there's another level of creativity you can involve in that. Even now you can travel to some extent, you know. Um no matter how small your confinement is, you can travel from your living room to your kitchen if you need to change your frequency. Um, but it's these things of, you know, um, c- noticing when my curiosity for me personally is dead. I know I've gone very pigeonholed. I've got very, you know, um, goal oriented or very much like laser growth. This needs to happen. And in those transitions, that's not very helpful. So on one hand, keep myself alive survival mm. food rest and those things on the other thing on the other side trying to keep curiosity alive and feeding myself something not and that's important not with the intention to actually make a living from any of those mm. particular things or to you know i don't know 
start painting, but then having a certain agenda, how good of a painter I need to be, you know, in order to do that. Like literally just the way I remember when I was younger, just splashing some paint onto, you know, coloring outside the boundaries and and playing out in the woods, those kind of things. I think they're the two um, sort of categories. And apart from that, I think the most important thing is deeper levels of kindness and that involves respect for self and that involves respect and uh and patience um and i think if you can exit a transition with nothing more but deeper levels of respect and kindness Mm. to ourselves i think that is massive you know yeah yeah Mm. and i think um we sort of mentioned questions and all there like but it's just to you know i'd often just call it just carry the question like just put it in your pocket your heart and just let it be there without feeling i have to have an answer to this here so it's like you're letting the question just be with you or be through you and see what happens over the coming weeks and months just of that one intention and the other little thing would be um sometimes because we don't know where we're going we are getting a hell of a lot clearer on what we don't want to be bringing forward. Do you know, like, so it's even to go, okay, I don't you know, rather than that, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want, but usually we've got to go, well, I definitely don't want to carry all that crap with me. Like, I don't want to keep doing things this way. I want that to be different. So even giving space for pondering that, for journaling that, just to get it out of the head and onto a sheet of paper, because mm-hmm. that's also in a sense telling you what you do want, but you don't have to rephrase it. But just so mm. you're getting really clear on, yeah, these are things I'm definitely like non-negotiable, not putting on my suitcase to go on my travels. Because they're detoxifying, right? Yeah. They're, they're stripping away as such what stands between you and you as such. Yeah. So anything, you know, that may have been valuable. And we talked mm. about that before. But right now it has become a scab. At some point, the scab was great. And at some point, the scab needs to fall off. And so when we take that off, I think when we get too heady, and I love what you said about carrying the question, because when we're trying to answer the question, there's a chance that we get very, you know, mm. brainy about it. And and on our trajectory as human beings, you want to get more and more in touch with like that innate intelligence that uses your brain to navigate the outer world, but where your brain is not, is not the captain mm. of the ship where your your soul or a deeper level, a deeper sense of being becomes the visionary. And so I think carrying the question is just such a, it's such a beautiful, I might, I might drop that, but I refer back <laughs> to you. Carrying the question. Yeah. I think that that is really powerful. And I think when you detox and take yeah. away what you don't want anymore, sooner or later, what, what you do want will emerge. Yeah maybe later than you expected but it, it will eventually come up you don't have to get brainy about it um because in that space yeah. you're being really honest with yourself mm-hmm. which i think is really needed in those transitions too where you're going mm-hmm. yeah I, I i i don't want to you know i don't want to commute anymore like you know and they're hard things maybe to it's something so simple but like so many people i've chatted are going yeah i can't i can't do that anymore like and that's mm-hmm. myself and clear going yeah I, like i did it and it's great and i don't know how the hell i did do it you're going, yeah, I don't. And then you're going, oh, God, what that means. And you're going, I let that part go. But at the minute, yeah. I'm just writing down, being honest with myself. I may be still doing that commute now. That's fine. I don't want to commute anymore. Do you like, oh, I actually don't want to sit in an office anymore. Oh, I don't want to, you know, work nine to five. I don't you know. You're just writing down all of the things without having to take action. Do you know, so because just pl- to that. Yeah. Yeah. To that, we're already committed to. We already know what we don't want. So there's an energetic resonance with that. Mm-hmm. 
to go to the other side of that equation, well, that's the growing gap, right? And so sometimes that can be scary that we then shy away mm. from it. So if we can stay and carry the question or we can carry, you know, what we don't want, we understand that. And just staying that for a couple of weeks, months, and sometimes a year or two, <laughs> then, you know, we get more familiar. We kind of grow like, oh yeah, that's not me actually anymore. And eventually it's like peeling, you know, like the, the, the skin mm. of the snake is just coming off. You're like, Oh yeah, like you know, your your levels of um, self value have shifted, mm. and your your you know your boundaries, what you find is acceptable, it's not acceptable. They will shift in that process without you having to think about it as such, yeah. without having to set these like necessarily these external boundaries because they come from the inside up. And you might just find yourself like a few months or a year or two, or who knows. <laughs> Some of those processes are like, you know, a decade later, but your normal life keeps going on, you know, but all of a sudden you find yourself in that place of, oh my God, I am actually in that, mm. which I never dared to speak out that I want to grow into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Lovely, lovely. So thank you, my dear, for sharing all of your wisdom. And thank you, listeners, for joining us for another episode. So let the little questions just move through you and be with you. And if you're going through those spaces of transitions, no matter what they look like, may you be very tender with yourself. And we look forward to connecting next week. Bye. Bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Air School podcast hosted by Rosalie McNally and BB Dallin. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com. Mm-hmm.